Hello, ghouls and ghosts. Welcome to the JC and Bill Sportscast, where we go bump in the night. And in the day, too, sometimes, depending on how we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not dressed up as anybody, but I am Bill. And I'm JC, watching football today. So he's dressed up as a college or as a football fan, see? That's right. And drinking beer. There you go, see? Perfect costume. So. The perfect costume. <laughs> right. Hell yeah. So I'm going to give everybody a warning right here, right now. We, between the two of us, have a lot of vent-up frustration over certain things going on in the world of sports and controversial stuff that is going on in the world of sports. And this yes. may be the day, ladies and gentlemen, this may be the day where J.C. uses his one free curse card every year. Because <laughs> I already used mine up earlier in the year. But J.C. Yeah. hasn't yet. Let's see if today's the day. Might be. Might not be. We'll <laughs> see what happens. Huh. And I and I have not uh, put it. I, I have not set up our uh, swear jar. Swear jar. Once we've used up our card, because I don't think we'll ever. Maybe I might, but I don't know. <laughs> so I can control myself pretty good. So yeah, you can. I I can control myself pretty good as well. It's just <laughs> you know when it comes to certain topics. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to begin? There's so much going on. Well, should we just get the get the elephant out of the room right now and talk about the the disgrace organization of the Chicago Blackhawks? Uh, I don't know how much longer I can hold this elephant in the room. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, let's just go into that because that's like the big controversy um, this week. And I think, JC, you can describe this a heck of a lot better than I can. Yeah, so the Chicago Blackhawks, when it's all said and done, decided they're going to take winning over a sexual assault complaint from one of their players, one of their rookies, one of their first-round draft pick rookies that came up to up to the playoffs that year as a black ace. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what a black ace is, it's you, you practice with the team, right? You kind of practice against them. You kind of set up like how the other team might play a style practice and things well. like that. Yeah. So he ended up getting sexual assaulted. He made a complaint and went up to the management and they pretty much shoved it off till after they won the Stanley Cup. Then they got had the guy resign, even after he held the Stanley Cup, paraded with the Stanley Cup, had his name on the Stanley Cup. And then they said, yeah, you either resign or we'll fire you. And he resigned. Now, to me, if you're going to put winning over something like, like this is even worse than what the, what the, what the Houston Astros did. And the Houston Astros got fined big time. They lost draft picks. The Chicago Blackhawks only got fined $2 million. No, only Which two. to me is a joke. It should be more. There should be draft picks. I mean, this is, a, this is a time for the NHL to set a precedence, not just for the NHL or for all sport leagues, but for workplace. Workplace uh, policies, workplace stuff, right? This is, I mean, this is huge, right? Mm-hmm. And yet... They had Joel Quinville get removed. You had two player or two executives get removed. You had two others who 
resigned a few years ago. And Sheldon did not get fired or did not resign. I guess they said he wasn't a high-level exec and whatnot. But, I mean, it's it's a huge story. And, I mean, there's a lot of people who are disgusted with it, disgusted with Jonathan Tays, disgusted with Patrick Kane, all the other players there that said that they didn't know. And when you're in a locker room, you know about it. And if you haven't seen the, the young man's interview, man, I recommend that you watch it. And then you'll be very... Yeah, you'll be very disgusted with after it's all said and done. Well, I think one thing that we should point out in the story is that at first, when this story came out this week, they only identified the player as John Doe. Yes. It was only then when the player himself came up and said, I was the one that was sexually assaulted. Yes. So kudos to him for coming up and saying, it was me. I was the one that was assaulted. Yep. Uh, As far as the executives go, they should never get another job in the National Hockey League or any league ever again. Nope. This is one of these situations, and and this is something I do want to say, because, and it's kind of true in a way here, whenever anybody hears, you know, someone got sexually assaulted, the first thought, and, and I'm guilty of this too, is, oh, it was a woman, you know, a woman got sexually assaulted. Because yep. that's the society we live in, unfortunately. Yep. It's very rare, number one, to hear that it is a male. And number two, for it to be male-on-male sexual assault is even rarer. Yes. So it's kind of like you're digging into like almost the fifth layer of hell, basically. With this situation. Yep. I don't and, think... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and and the guy who did it is denied it all. He also allegedly sexually assaulted a high school kid later on where they could have put a stop to it right off the hop. Right. And then it would have been done, taken care of, and people would have been, you know, would have saved face. But they didn't, and now the organization's going to pay. And I mean, you want to talk about... You thought the Astros got booed hard? I think you're going to see the Blackhawks get booed, especially when it comes to Canada. Against the Leafs, against the Canadians, against the, the Oilers, the Flames, the Canucks. You know. Because there, t- there, there is some tolerance, but there's not in some places, but in Canada, there is no tolerance. And right. people will show their disapproval of what happened. Now, I also think that Joel Quinville will never get another coaching job again after this. I really no. Don't. He's yeah. He spoke with Bettman, and then he said, if he wants to coach again, he has to he has to actually talk to Bettman first. He's got to go through all these training courses. I personally don't think any team should ever take a flyer on him again. I think he's done because you're just going to ruin your reputation as a as a franchise. Plus, he's getting up there in age as well, which is something to keep in mind. Yeah, but you know, as far. As far as the players go, the ones that say, you know, we didn't know about this, 
that's one of those situations where it's going to be you probably will never like them again. They're going to they're going to stay in the league because they didn't do any the only thing they did wrong was if they knew something. And that's the the key word, if. And there's a lot of there's old players like players who were on that Blackhawks team said that they knew about it. Right. Back in the day. And so it's going to get ugly. The fans want the captaincy stripped from Taze. I mean, he came out with some comments that just didn't make sense at all, how he how he admired Bowman and uh, the other guy. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of walked that back afterwards. I mean, it really was... It's, it's really been a poorly executed uh, yeah. thing on the by the Blackhawks, by the players, by the organization. And, you know, they need to do something. I... Again, I feel bad for this young man. I, I, I do. Um mentally he's probably never the same again and he's had this inside him for over 10 years and now we're being told of it or at least we're now being you know we're we're hearing of this yes and this is a culture issue this isn't a sports issue this is a culture issue where if someone says I'm getting, you know, assaulted or sexually assaulted, you have to do something right away. You cannot sweep this under the rug. Look at what has happened with the Washington football team. Look at what has happened there. That is the perfect example. That had been under the rug for so long, and then it has come out in the last year or two, and it has disgraced the organization, and you can see it you know, in in the front office and the management. And they're trying to rebuild themselves. And they're doing some things right, and they're doing some things wrong. Here, I think because it is a major city, Chicago, and it was a player that had this happen to them, I think yep. it's going to take longer for them to rebound. They may lose oh. fans over this. I think so. And I mean, I could, I mean, everyone's, you know, with the Blackhawk name being there and telling them that they might need to change it, I could see them making a name change. It's possible. Right? I mean, it's something that a lot of even like the, 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 the natives have said that, uh, or the, the aboriginals have said that they're embarrassed by that, by the name now. That they disgraced it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Yeah. And I, and I mean, and I think, I mean, I guess we'll have to see. I don't, I don't think this story's over. No. Oh no. I think it's just the beginning, and we're going to be in. I mean, you had John Gruden there a while ago get fired because of emails. You've had. I don't know if you heard about the guy in the Ukraine. No, I haven't. There was. Uh, there was a, there was an incident in hockey, right? The, so the player was black, and there's a kind of an incident in this this Ukrainian or the guy who was playing for the one of the Ukrainian teams. Pretty much mimicked he he mimicked opening peeling a banana and eating it oh, towards this, this guy, and the guy has been he was suspended. the The IIHF is upset about it. They said he should never play again 
in the league this year. The guy he made the, the motion to, he got his contract terminated, and he's I think he's somewhere now in in North America playing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hockey's taken some black eyes here in the last little bit. Right. The product's been good on the ice. I mean, you got the Florida Panthers who are eight and zero. Right. And there's also Florida Panther fans who I don't think our fans are saying, oh, yeah, you know, the kid wanted all this. And there's other Florida Panther fans that, that I know and they're on the group boards and they're just, they're disgusted by their own fans by saying this because Quinville got removed. Yeah. Right? So it's, yeah, it's a bad situation all around. The NHL needs to do something to get this right. They can't sit on their hands. And this might go deeper into the union and to the NHL executives. Yeah. So I think there'll be more people who lose their jobs. Now, I do want to mention this because this came up last night, um, or this was reported last night. The owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, Rocky Wirtz, wrote a letter to the Hockey Hall of Fame and asked for them to remove the name of the video coach from the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Uh, the letter was obtained by ESPN. In the letter, it says that Wirtz asked the Hall to consider Xing out the video coach's name because while nothing can undo what he did, leaving his name on the most prestigious trophy in sports seems wrong. He also wrote that out of respect to each and every player who sacrificed to earn their place in history, the Blackhawks would like the name removed as it is the franchise's moral belief that a convicted sex offender does not belong on the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a good first step. you got to get him off the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing, and they can't remove his name, so they'll exit out. And right. I think they've exed out one other name, and that was uh, the Edmonton Oilers, when Peter Pockington had his dad's name engraved onto the cup, but he had nothing to do with the Oilers, and they actually exited out. Mm. So, I mean, it's a good first step, but I mean, the organization needs to do something. You know, there's lawsuits being filed; they're looking at settling. So, you know, this is something that you just can't walk that this organization can't walk away from. NHL can't walk away from it. I mean, I, it wouldn't even surprise me if Congress gets involved in this. Maybe both Congresses, Canada and the U.S. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me at all if something happens. And and here's here's the other thing, because we've seen how the NFL responds to scandals, and they have done horribly as of late especially with the 650,000 emails that they looked through with the Washington football team. The NBA hasn't had one in a while. Baseball is kind of, and pardon the expression here, hit or miss. It's going to be very interesting to see how the NHL handles this. Yeah, this is something that they haven't, they really haven't had to experience, right? Like the other other leagues have. So, it's something that is new to them. I mean, the the haze and all that stuff—that's not new in hockey. Like you said, it's a culture thing. It is yeah. a 
But, I mean, this is something new that the NHL hasn't had to deal with, and they need to deal with it, and we'll see what they do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, there's a lot of heads on the line right now. Right. I think, and the investigation, I think, has unturned a lot of stuff, and they need to they need to figure it out and get it right. Yeah. They really do. Okay. Uh, I, I want to go to a different story. Because when I heard about this story, it made me think of you, actually. Because uh, you you have a son who is yep. bl- who is black African American. Yep. So the NAACP this week sent a letter to the players' associations. Of the five sports leagues, Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, and the WNBA. And they are asking players to reconsider signing with teams in Texas because of the recent laws that have been passed. For those that don't know, uh, in May, Governor Greg Abbott signed an abortion law that bans procedures after six weeks of pregnancy. In September, he also signed a bill that significantly tightened voting laws. Earlier this month, he issued an executive order that banned vaccine requirements in Texas. So, I don't know... Um, because I know your son does not want to be an athlete. Yeah. But have you and your son talked about this at all? Uh, no, we haven't. I, I know uh, he's in school right now, busy working, doing school. So, but I don't know what I don't know how to. I don't know what to make of this. This is, I mean. You're going to have your Republican states. I mean, look at Georgia, mm-hmm. right? With, they got rid of the all-star game, yet they're hosting the World Series. Mm-hmm. You know, and the governor was happy about that. I mean, yeah, you, you might not believe in maybe what the governor says, but to, I mean, people want politics out of sports. What are you going to do? You're just putting politics into sports. You are, yeah. Right? And if you're a player and you're looking for a job, you're going to sign in Texas. You know, mm-hmm. right. And maybe some people have a belief that they don't think, you know, after six weeks that there should be no abortions and the and the COVID stuff. Right. So, you know, it's I think it's a it's a it's a tricky road that they're going down. I see it from both sides. Right. So. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I mean, players are going to sign where they want to sign. Yeah. Right. And the, and the, and that's the that's the thing you just said it. The players are going to sign wherever they're going to sign. Yep. I if, mean, if you got a winning winning football team like the Cowboys, mm-hmm. right? You're gonna you might pick the Cowboys or the Texans, right? You know, you might pick the Astros over the Rangers, mm-hmm. but you're still gonna go sign there. They give you a bunch of money, exactly. So. And, I think this is more of, if anything, the NAACP just 
stating their opinion. That's yep. all it really is. And obviously the players have the right to decide if they want to go and go, you know, go to a team like you said, like Dallas right now. Dallas is 5 and 1. And they've got Dak Prescott as their quarterback, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, just to name a few. Or you could go to the Houston Astros, who are in the World Series, managed by Dusty Baker. At the end of the day, though, and it's like what J.C. just said, it is the player's decision. They probably do not care, unless they are really into it, about... You know, voting laws, abortion laws, vaccine requirements or not. Yeah. And at the end of the day, those precedents, those situations, while they are important, will more than likely not be a determining factor or the determining factor on a player going to a team in Texas. Yeah. I mean, it would be like if, like, let, 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 let's say, like, I, you know, someone wrote a letter to me saying, hey, you shouldn't work at a school in, I'll just pick a random state, South Dakota, because of their laws. But what if, you know, like, one of the schools gives me a very good offer? I might take them up on the offer because of what they're willing to pay me, not because of laws. Like, do I think people, and we've had this talk, I do think people should get the vaccine, but I'm not going to shove it down your throat to the point where I'm no longer going to be your friend. Yeah. Abortion laws, and that's a topic I don't want to talk about because that's not my business. Yep. And if I say something wrong, I'm going to get chewed up, basically. Yeah, something I avoid, too. Yeah. So a woman's body, she is, you know. Right, exactly. It's not for me to say, so. With voting laws, if the, the only thing that I will say in general about voting laws, and this is just my belief, Everyone should be ID'd to be as far as getting, you know, to vote. You register, you register first. And then the day that you come up to be elected, they ask for your name. You give them the name. You show them your, you know, your driver's license, state ID, whatever. And then that's it. That that's my two cents on that. But then you won't have the voter fraud anymore. Exactly. But everyone has right. to make it such a conversation. But everyone has to make it such a big deal. Everyone has to make it such a big problem that, you know, they're never gonna get they're never gonna go past it. Yeah. So, but I think what the NCAA or the, N, the NCAA the NAACP is doing, I respect what they're trying to do, but I don't think it's going to work. That no, I don't think so either. I really don't. Don't me neither. Um. All right, 
let's now let's talk about unless you can think of anything else the last piece of controversial news to talk about this is the one that has got me riled up a little bit okay and this is because you know I'm I'm a diehard baseball fan and so are you yes there have been changes over the years where you know I can accept and I can live with it like changing disabled list to injured list I I can live with that because the person is injured yep you know I I I can accept that I can live with that I can accept you know the oh the pitcher has this many seconds to get ready for a pitch or the number of visits to the mound I I can accept that. I can live yep. with that. However, the people for the ethical treatment of animals, or PETA, wants baseball to change the term bullpen. And they want it to be called arm barn. <laughs> I will read this article from npr.org the people for eating tasty animals is pitching major league baseball to retire the term bullpen and use arm barn instead the animal rights group says bullpen mocks the misery of animals and devalues players in baseball, a bullpen refers to both the group of relief pitchers and the physical area where the pitchers warm up. To mark the point, PETA Twitter account has at least temporarily changed its name to Arm Barn. Unreal. PETA says that cows and bulls are typically held in bullpens before they are, quote, hung upside down and their throats are slit in the meat industry and tormented into kicking and bucking by being electroshocked or prodded, unquote. Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman said in a news release, quote, Words matter, and baseball bullpens devalue talented players and mock the misery... Oh, oh, this is from PETA. I'm sorry. PETA Executive Vice President Tracy Ryman said, Words matter, and baseball bullpens devalue talented players and mock the misery of sensitive animals. PETA encourages Major League Baseball coaches, announcers, players, and fans to change up their language and embrace the arm barn instead. This is happening as the World Series is being played, and Major League Baseball is facing continuing controversy over Atlanta Braves fans doing the tomahawk chop, which has received criticism from Native American tribes. Uh, I want to read real quick the tweet that Armbarn had put out, and then one of the players replied back to Armbarn. Bullpen refers to the area of a bull's pen where bulls are held before they are slaughtered. It's a word with speciest roots, and we can do better than that. Switching to arm barn would be a home run for baseball fans, 
players and animals. Clint Frazier wrote on Twitter, now warming up in the arm barn. Who is that warming up in the arm barn? Please name it this. The Tampa Bay Rays joined in. Tired, arm barn, wired, ray tank. And one fan, one fan on Twitter posted a picture of Dodger Stadium with an actual barn being in the stadium. Oh my God. This is too good. But the best one may have come from, of all places, the National Football League, where Nicholas Williams of the Detroit Lions tweeted, Please, at MLB, don't change the term bullpen to arm barn. I talked to the cows. They said they don't care. Oh, man. Yeah. You know what? The day a cow comes up to me, shakes my hand, tells me a good story, will be the day I stop eating cow. <laughs> cows are so stupid that if you put one piece of wire around them, two feet off the ground, or even a foot off the ground, or six inches off the ground, they will not cross that, that wire. JC, I think, <sighs> I think if I had the same situation with you about cows, that might be the day I stopped drinking milk. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm going to save this. Because we are, depending on how you feel, we're in a cancel cult. <coughs> excuse me. A cancel culture society right now. Yes. Whether we like it or not, and a lot of us don't like it, there's one thing where, you know, if one group wants to be called another, okay, I, I can try my best, you know, to say the new name. Yeah. But changing the name of a place from a bullpen to an arm barn is the stupidest thing I have ever heard in my 36 years of living on this planet. Why doesn't PETA ask the other PETA, the people for the ethical treatment of arms, see how they feel about this? I'm sure that that group would be offended by the term arm barn. Yeah. And, or, wow. And, and while we're at it, how about we take all the members of PETA, put them on a big rocket ship, and have them stuck with Demi Lovato, who says that saying alien is an offensive term to alien when we've never seen a damn alien in our lives, how about we send all those people on a rocket ship send them to the sun, and let them burn so we never have to, peer, have to hear those morons ever again. Yeah. PETA has done nothing that I think that has made, it, made the world better. 
They're really out for themselves. Arm me up. That sounds like a wrestling hold. Yeah. Oh, he's got him <laughs> in an arm barn. Oh, man. For the love of... I mean, what's next thing they're going to take away? Usually when you have a... When you have two pitchers wearing off the left and the right, they call it the double barrel action. Is that offensive now because it's referring to a gun? You, you like, know, come on. You, you know what You know what Pete is going to do next? I, I'm, I'm going to tell you what they're going to do next. What's that? They're going to ask every major sports team in North America that has an animal name to change the name because it offends those animals. Yes. I bet you. Well, hopefully they can stand tall on that and say, nope, ain't happening. You better. And it won't, right? I mean, no one's going to change. What, what, if, I mean, what are you going to have, just numbers? If Rob, if Rob Manfred changes the name of Bullpen to Arm Barn, I'm going to start... <laughs> A protest for this moron to resign. Well, he's got bigger fish to fry right now in a new collective bargaining agreement that might push baseball back 20 years. And that better not be on the new collective bargaining agreement either, damn it. <laughs> oh, man. If yes. it is, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to kick him in the nuts. You hear that, man? Well, I will go to New York City. I will find you, and I will kick you in the nuts. Yeah. So don't change it to arm barn. Get a CBA hammered out. I don't want to miss any more baseball. <laughs> right. Do what you need to do to make it a little bit better, and let's go for it. Actually, I'll, I'll actually I'll, I'll have my nephew with me, and he can punch him in the nuts too. Yeah. Yeah, arm barn. Arm barn for <laughs> God's sakes, people. Oh man. <sighs> Is there anything that can make us happy right now, JC? Sports related? Uh well the the WNBA had their uh, championship finals and when they paraded down the road there was only ten fans to greet them. Oh jeez. <laughs> did, did you see that picture of them? I, I I have seen the picture. Oh man! Oh my! And you know what? And I don't mean to sound sexist for what I'm about to say, because I do think there should be a women's basketball league. Yep. And it is. They kind of shot themselves in the foot with the different protests and stuff. Some of them did work. Others just didn't. And people are tired of it. Yeah. yeah. And they're not supporting it, right? They're going to support the NBA. They're going to support the NFL. And, you know, and I think they just need to, they need to rebrand themselves a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the NBA needs to take over the WNBA as well. They haven't already. Right. Help them out. And, but I mean, you know, you win a championship. I mean, I've seen bigger trades for a for a high school football team winning a championship. You know, my nephew's sick. My youngest nephew, I think his sixth birthday parade during COVID had more people than the Chicago Skies parade as WNBA champions. And I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. 
I think there were more people that saw my nephew's birthday parade than said the people of Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I have the I pictures it. too to prove it. So, yes, oh, it is God. a it is an interesting story to say the least. I mean, congratulations for winning the championship. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's just you know. Jeez, I feel bad for those girls. They worked so hard, yeah. and they only get 10 people. And poor Phoenix can't win a basketball championship. Yep, 0 for 2 this year. Yep. And their hockey uh, team stinks, and their the Arizona Cardinals stink after the uh, Thursday night. Well, yeah, Thursday night they kind of stink. But... Huh. I mean, how do you lose to a team that's got no wide receivers? Right? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like, you know, but it is football on any given Thursday. It was actually a decent game. Mm-hmm. Actually, that is the one thing I will say about the Thursday night games is they've actually been pretty good this year. Yep. Like, they're actually competitive, so. Yeah, they're actually getting it right. Yeah. Um, well, let's stick with football. Oh, go ahead. Until we see the Jets on Thursday night. Do they have a Thursday night game this year? I think every team plays a Thursday night game. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of not interested in looking it up right now, so I'll just take your no, word no. for it. Me neither. <laughs> and if the Jets already have it, then I won't. I probably forgot it. So. Yeah. All right. Um. Let's talk about staying with the NFL. Um, the trade deadline is coming up this Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And the big name that may or may not be traded is Deshaun Watson. Over the last few days this week, two teams have come up as possible candidates. The Miami Dolphins and the Carolina Panthers. Yep, yep. Well, one of them is no longer in the running. Uh, this was... Better shouldn't have to cost oh, excuse me. Uh, this was just reported a couple hours ago. Uh, Panthers owner David Tepper, while... Or actually, hold on. Let me, get, let, me, let me make sure this is right. Hold on. Maybe... Okay, yeah, they are. Okay. So the Carolina Panthers have decided to move on from uh, the trade talks with Deshaun Watson. So, because I think the asking price is probably too high. Yeah, and for a player you might not have for that long. Exactly. And there's a lot of baggage right now. Yep. yep. So, one of the things that the Texans have asked for, for getting Watson, is at least three first-round picks. Yeah, that's too much. If, if he didn't have all these charges against him, I'd say go for it, you know? Yep, yep. But like we said, there's too much baggage right now. He's not worth it. 
Nope. And, I mean, it's an interesting story to say the least just because he is on the inactive and Houston wants all these all these picks and players. And if you're going to give up, again, you're going to give up a, a ransom for him and he might not even be playing in the NFL. And, honestly, I don't think the Dolphins should go for this trade either because I know they don't have as good of a record as they did last year, but when Tua is healthy, he can be a good quarterback. Yeah. So I, I, I no, no one's going to go for it. No one's going to bite into this trade. No, and I can't anyone, see it. And if anyone does, they're morons. I just can't. Yeah, I can't see it. You're just giving up way too much for for the baggage that comes with it. And like you said, for someone that might not be there at all. Yep. And it's something that they need to. um, There'd have to be definitely have to be conditions in this trade. Oh Lord, yeah. Right, and that's what maybe they're trying to hammer out. But I mean, I do see. Besides the Watson trade, there will be a few trades coming up here. Oh, I, I, I think, definitely see I think, trades. I think Gordon, I think Gordon from Denver, Denver will get traded, traded running back. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's interesting that Cam Newton hasn't signed anywhere yet. I would be interested because I think he, I think he said he is now fully vaccinated. Yep. yep. So, well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. Yep. yep. Philly's already making trades, trading Hurts to the Cardinals. Yep. That was a good trade for the Cardinals. J.J. Watt is now officially done for the season again. Yep. It's too bad. He's a great player, and I think he would have been a – if he would could have stayed healthy, he'd probably see one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Perhaps. You know. Well, uh – Let's talk about what's going on with the World Series right now, because as we're recording this, and you guys are listening to this, the Atlanta Braves are up two games to one on the Houston Astros. The uh, the Braves' arm barn rotation had a wonderful... <laughs> Sorry, I had to do yeah. that. The, the bullpen had a tremendous night last night after Anderson went no hits for five innings, uh, they went almost three innings without giving up a hit. Um, Low-scoring game. They do win two to nothing. They're now up two games to one. But this is one of these weird things where, and it's kind of weird for me to say this, I don't think right now Atlanta has the advantage. Yeah, they got two. They got two arm barn games coming up. Mm-hmm. Right, and kudos to to Charlie Morton for pitching on a broken leg. Mm-hmm. Like, and then striking out Altuve. Yes. You know, and he said if his leg wouldn't buckle, he would have still been pitching. So that's that's legendary status. That's NHL legendary status where players are playing on broken legs. But I do agree. I think it's. I mean, the. the the difference is with Atlanta, it's it's going to be what the weather does. 
today and tomorrow. Right. Right. The ball doesn't fly as much when it's cold out. You can tell the and Houston's not used to pitching in cold. Right. Yeah. They're in a barn. Right. Both. Not the arm barn, but they're in the... literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have a roof. Right. It's warm in Houston. So now you're going up. It was 51 degrees last night. And you could tell the pitchers, it was cold, right? And you're not going to get the... I mean, Denar absolutely hit a rocket last night to center field. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's... I think that's where the advantage lies in Atlanta. And if they want to win this World Series, they're going to have to win. They're going to at least have to win tonight or tomorrow. They have to go to, to Houston, up three games to two. All right, take advantage of the weather. Take advantage of your stadium. And... You know, you you have two bullpen games. You have to win at least one, then you get back to your starters for mm-hmm. game six and seven. And obviously, everybody's on board for game seven. Yeah. So, and I think the whole country is cheering for Atlanta. Pretty much. So, you know, it's it's been exciting baseball though so far. It's been a a good postseason, and. Yep. The Braves story is one that neither one of us saw coming back in July. No, no. When Acuna got hurt and he was gone for the year, we both said this team's done. Yep, the Mets were in first. Mm -hmm. The Braves winning, winning one game, losing one game, winning one game, losing one game. Yeah. They couldn't string apart any big, like they couldn't string games together for a while. And I thought they were done. And then they make trades and they kind of basically redesign the outfield. And, you know, they just start getting along. They start winning games. And they're now two games away from being called world champions. Yep. And also, another good kudos to the Atlanta Braves was. Honoring Hank, Hank Aaron mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. Well, that was that was amazing. How fitting would it be that in the year that Hank Aaron passes away, and you honor Hank Aaron, his team wins the World Series? How fitting yeah, would yeah. that be? Well, that would be great. It's I, like, I mean, uh, I've always been a huge Hank Aaron fan, right, with everything that he had to go through and breaking the record and all that stuff. I mean, there's a good documentary on it. Mm-hmm. So It's like the stars are just aligned for this yep, to happen. And Atlanta playing good ball. Rosario, Freeman, uh, Riley, those guys are playing good ball. They're hitting the ball well. Yeah. I mean, Houston can strike at any time. You know, they, they just, could, it's, but it's the weather, right? I think the ball doesn't fly as cold and Houston's used to hammering the ball, right? Yeah. Now, Granky, I believe, is the starting pitcher tonight for the Astros. Perfect. Uh, He's yeah, kind of lost, lost a step there, right, as you get older. But. Yeah, but, you know, when, when, you know, when the bright lights are on, he's yep, yep. very, very good. So it's going to be interesting. I I think if Atlanta wins tonight, if they go up three games to one, 
it might be over. I'm not going to be confident and say it is over. It might be over. Yes. yes. So I do agree I with that. With that. We will, yeah, yeah. We'll have to see. Um, Let's talk about, real quick, the good side of hockey right now. Which is some of these teams that have come out so far really, really good. You mentioned the Florida Panthers earlier. Uh, Carolina's off to a real good start. The Capitals are off to a real good start. There are very few teams that have lost a game in regulation so far this season. Yep, and you've got you got the Flames who got off a perfect road trip. The others are rolling, and you have the Maple Laughs who have this talented team that can't seem to win, can't get out of their own area. Got blown out by the Penguins with no Crosby, no Melkin, no Russ, no Latang. Pretty much an AHL team. I'll tell you what, man, the season's been exciting so far, mm-hmm. and we're just a couple weeks into it. <laughs> yeah, we're not even a month into the season. Nope. I mean, you got. The Buffalo Sabres were winning some games. Detroit was winning some games. Chicago, I don't think, has won a game yet. Or they're, they've lost eight in a row or something. Yeah, same with, uh, same with the Coyotes. Yeah, well, we all predicted that the Coyotes would be terrible. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um, Kraken are doing all right so far. Yeah, they, did you see they raised the Stanley Cup banner? In Seattle? In Seattle. So they did two things. They retired the number 32 in Seattle because that's how many, that's what, how many people, they had 32,000 fans sign up for season tickets. Okay. And they're the 32nd NHL franchise. That makes sense. So they retired 32 for the fans. Okay. And then against, I was against the Canucks and the Canucks ended up spoiling their home opener. Right. And then the Montreal Canadiens come in. And the backstory of that was, I believe it was 1917 or something, where Seattle was playing Montreal for the Stanley Cup. And Seattle ended up winning the Stanley Cup. So they raised the banner against the Montreal Canadiens on Tuesday night. And then they go out there and they beat the Canadiens. That makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. You know, okay. Because I was like, wait a minute. How are they raising a banner for the Stanley Cup when they've only been in existence? That makes sense. Okay, that so, makes sense. You know, kind of throwing shade on the Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. which I'm not a big fan of that team. Right. You know, which I thought was great. And I was like, you know, that would be perfect they did that. And they did. And I loved it. It's it's actually kind of funny that they did that. Yep. It really is. Uh, Hold on, let me find... Now, you said it was... 1917? 1917 or 1918. I know they had one of the years was shut down because of Spanish flu. Seattle, Montreal are actually playing. And I think a Montreal player actually died because of the Spanish flu. So they canceled it. But I think it was 1917, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on. And I believe they're the Seattle Metropolitans at the time. Yes. Very good. Um, yeah, here it is. Uh, they had, I, I guess it would be a best of five here. Yeah, it was a best of five. Yep. Seattle won three games to one. 
and uh, the winning goal was shot by Bernie Morris, 7.55 into the first period. Uh, the coach was Newsy Lalonde, who was also playing at the time. <laughs> and the Metropolitans would have competed in the 1919 Stanley Cup Finals, but the series was canceled after the fifth game because of the flu epidemic, so the Stanley Cup was not awarded. And looking at this, it looks like, yeah, the series was stopped at 2-2-1. So apparently you can have a tie in the Stanley Cup Finals 100 yeah. years ago. <laughs> oh, man, hockey has changed, eh? Isn't it? Holy for a time, God. you couldn't even, for a time, I didn't think there was forward passes. And then Seattle would get one more chance to go to the Stanley Cup in 1920, but would lose to the Ottawa Senators three games to two in a best of five. Yeah. So there's your educational lesson for today, boys and girls. Yeah. And that arena is pretty amazing from what I saw on TV. I haven't had a good chance to see it yet, but I've heard good took, stuff about it. They took the, they kept the old roof. Mm-hmm. From when it was the Keystone or Key Center, whatever it was that the Sars played in, right? And they built around it, and there's actually a street level with glass, so you can actually look into the building while they're playing events. And it was loud in there that night, and I think Seattle's going to have a good. They'll have a good future in Seattle. Right. Right. They sold out. They sold thirty-two thousand deposits for season tickets. So, so, you know, you know hockey is definitely a staple up in the, the uh, around this border. Oh, God, yeah. Around the U.S. Canadian border, right? Detroit, uh, Chicago. Now you got Seattle. Or you got Boston, Buffalo, St. Louis, right? They're hockey towns and they're close to the Canadian border, right? So, yeah. One more thing I want to mention. And then I think we're going to wrap it up here for this week. The NBA, we don't talk about them that much, but my goodness, what a start to the season so far. In the Eastern Conference, you have the Knicks, the Heat, the Wizards, and the Bulls all tied with the best record in the Eastern Conference at 4-1. and one. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And to top that off, Back in the draft when Toronto chose Barnes over Suggs and everybody was complaining about that pick, Barnes right now is the best rookie in the league. Mm-hmm. And Toronto, I mean, I know they've only played a few weeks, but if the playoffs were to begin today, Toronto would be in the qualifying series. Yep. So that shows you. But again, it's early. It is early, but... Yeah. It's kind of like let's let's embrace the moment for all of these fans because who knows if it'll stay this way the rest of the season. And the Sacramento Kings, they're 3 and 2, they're over 500. And and to top it off, right with the basketball. I mean, I love that they're having the play playing game for your was it 7 8 9 10? That's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, Gets a little bit more exciting, more teams in the playoffs, where you get more fans in the stands. But uh, there was a comment there made a few weeks or a couple days ago, I believe, 
by I think one of the players I can't remember his name saying that today's era would beat any other era in basketball. Oh. And my first question was, okay, let's let's say you take this era of basketball with load management. And you put them into the 80s. Now, you'd have to follow the 1980s rules. Do you think they would survive? The physicality, all that stuff? No. Oh, my gosh. Like, okay. yes, every era is different. Every era gets, you know, you get better, right? Players get, people get bigger, they get stronger, you know? But if you're going to challenge another era, you better think about that era and how they played. Because you're going by those rules. Here's... Okay. I'm going to say... First off, I'm going to say that if my friend, whose name happens to be the name of a current NBA basketball player, um, and it's not LeBron James, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you off air. If he heard that comment saying that today's players could be what what did you say any era any era no not a chance not a chance let's see if i could find this because and i'll tell you why because you have to take a look at the different time frames and the two like big area or the two big eras number 1 would have been with bill you know with uh uh, Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. Yep. yep. And, and then the 80s with Magic and Bird and Jordan and Drexler and Elijah Wan. And I'm sure I'm forgetting a few other names. And if I am, I apologize. You're yep, going to yep. tell me today's players would beat any of those players? No. Right, so. I found the quote, so this is what it says. J.J. Redick on how talent in the NBA has evolved. Here's my issue with the old-timers when they blank on us saying we couldn't play in their era. Most NBA players players in today's era could play in any era in the NBA. Most NBA players from the 50s, 60s, early 70s could not play in today's NBA. Okay. Okay, first of all, J.J. Redick is a D-bag because he was such a piece of crap when he played for Krzyzewski at Duke. So he's talking out of his butt, basically. Yep, yep. For him to say, of all people... Now, okay, I'm going to say this. If it had been Kyrie Irving... Or, you know, Giannis or a- any other player, depending on who it is. I might be like, yep, yep. okay, you know, they, they, they might they might have an argument. Yep. But this is J.J. Redick, for God's sakes. Yeah. I'm and sorry. I, no. And I, yeah, and I can guarantee you that it's, yeah, it's, it's mind-boggling how people can compare errors Right, just like golf. Golf is a perfect example of how you cannot compare errors. Right, with equipment, with the ball, with the courses, with how everything was set up. You know, hockey. Yeah, 
I guess maybe you could because, I mean, you got Blades, you have Ice, right? Yeah. Some of the strongest players, I mean, Gordy Howe was the strongest player on his skates, bar none, even to today's standards. You know, and they didn't, they had heavy equipment. They didn't have the technology that they do now. Right. And right? you can't say the same with baseball because of how the ball is. Yep. As much as I would love to say, oh, you could do it with baseball, honestly, you can't. And football's yeah, football changed the rules, rules so much exactly. that uh, they made it so offensive. I'm because no, the, uh, yeah. Today's NBA players are too soft. Yep, they're yep. talented. I will say that they are talented, but they're too damn soft. Let's see. Let Let's see. You know, one of these guys go in the paint. And try to get a shot in over Bill Lambeer. Let's see them do that. Bill Lambeer would knock them down yep. in a heartbeat. And they'd be like, hey, why was he the fellow calling on me? Dennis Rodman would be the same exactly. way. Exactly. David right. Robinson. Right. Yep. These guys Patrick would be Ewing, Larry Bird. With them. Yep. And I see and that they've changed the basketball rules this year. So guys who were scoring points through the fouls, they're not getting the fouls with the flops. Right. And well, it's affecting their game. Issue. Flopping's been an issue for a long time. Yep. And they're trying, and they're correcting. They actually are correcting it. Guys that were always at the line aren't at the line. Like Harden, where you make your, your living. Oh, you got to go actually play basketball now? Oh, well, there you go. Exactly. You know. That's, so, yeah. that's why yeah. I prefer college basketball. Yeah. I, yeah. I would rather watch college basketball because those guys are trying. They're doing something. I yep. mean, yep. the NBA Finals last year was good. It was entertaining. But, no. I'm, no, I'm, no. That, okay, that even offended me, and I'm not an NBA guy. <laughs> That offended me. That might have offended me more than PETA did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, Lord almighty. Oh, God. (laughs) And that's our basketball talk for the year, folks. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We won't talk about it until Christmas. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Oh, I actually, no, there is one more thing. In all seriousness, hold on. There is one more thing I do want to mention, and I did not post this on our Facebook group. I, I did post it in our uh, baseball group that you and I are a part of. Yep. yep. Um, and it is about the Baseball Hall of Fame because we are coming up very shortly on the winter meetings and one of the things that happens in the winter meetings is the different committees get together for voting to to get people into the baseball hall of fame so because of the pandemic last year they moved back a year the voting of the different committees. So the committees that were supposed to have met last year 
are going to meet this year. And the two committees are the Early Baseball Era Committee, which is baseball prior to 1950. Yep, yep. And the Golden Days Era Committee, which is considered 1950 to 1969. As part of the early baseball era committee process, Negro Leagues and pre-Negro Leagues candidates will be eligible for consideration for the Hall of Fame for the first time since the 2006 Special Committee on Negro Leagues. Which is about time. About damn time. Maybe finally Buck O'Neill can finally get in the Hall of Fame. Yep, yep. So, uh, there's going to be two different people that are going to head these committees. Um, Bud Selig will serve as the non-voting chairman of the Early Baseball Overview Committee. So, as much as I don't, I'm, I'm not a big Bud Selig fan, but the guy does know his baseball. So, yep, yep. he's, you know, he's going to have some knowledge there. Uh, the other person, oh gosh, who was the other person? I think it was, uh, Jane Forbes Clark. She's going to be the non-voting chair in the other, uh, committee. Now, do these committees, do these members, now, are they still, are they the ones who voted in Harold, was it Harold Reynolds, Harold Baines into the Hall of Fame? No, that was a different committee. Okay, because that community should be no longer allowed to vote anybody in. <laughs> Poor Harold Baines. <laughs> is he a Hall of Famer? I don't think he is. God, that. You know what? That might have to be a special episode where, like, we pick like three different people that we think don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh. oh. Um, but I, but I will say this because. With the, with the different committees, especially with these two, um, they have to pick 10 players for each yep, committee. Yep. I think the early committee is going to have the hardest time to pick which 10 to put on the ballot for a number of reasons. Number one, you're going to finally have Negro League players on the ballot that are going to yep, get a chance. Yep. And who knows how many chances these guys are going to get, which is going to lead to number two. The early baseball era committee gets together only once every 10 years. So if this player does not get in on this turn, you know, the family of that player will have to wait another 10 years. Yep, yep. Whereas with the Golden Days Committee, it's not nearly that bad. They have to wait another five years. So yep, yep. it's going to be so interesting because, you know, like over the last few years, I've really gotten into the Baseball Hall of Fame, the voting process and all of that. It's going to be so interesting to see, especially with the early era 
committee, which 10 they pick for the ballot. Yeah, there's so many that you could pick. Yeah. So many well-deserved people that deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. And then, and then the other part is the voting because it's a 16-person committee and you have to get 12 votes to get in. Yep. So that's going to be a lot of research that's going to have to be done, you know, yep, to yep. figure out, you know, who's going to get in. If anyone, I think there will be people that get in on both sides, but. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And, um, the, the announcements for both committees will be, uh, it, it will air on December the 5th on MLB network. So, We'll find out, I would guess, within the next few weeks, who's on both ballots, and we'll see where it goes from there. Yep. yep. Baseball will be locked out December 3rd, I think. Mm-hmm. The names will be announced December 5th. I say we should focus on the good, and that would be the Baseball yes. Hall of yes. Fame. Yes. Because, yes. you know, they, well, could, they, they could come to an agreement. Oh, and, I think they, could. and I think and they I think have they to have because, because, A, this will destroy baseball because every other league during the pandemic, pandemic they've either, either extended their agreement or they've done stuff to help out. Mm-hmm. And now baseball is going to – you're going to get into a showdown, a labor dispute. Yeah. When people have lost their jobs have lost – I mean lost family members, stuff like that, and you're mm-hmm. going to argue. I think even if you do a three- or four- or five-year CBA agreement – that the things die down because if you lock out or you you strike, I have a feeling it's baseball might not never get back to where it was. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sad to see. Well, I think on that note, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Hopefully, we didn't scare you guys. Even though it is Halloween weekend, so you know. Um, yep, you can, yep. you can join our Facebook group. It is the JC and Bill sports cast. You type that in the search bar and you're right there. Just add yourself. We have well over 300 members and, um, you know, we're really getting into some good conversations like even JC, he asked our listener or our fans if they, if they think JC can win in the boxing ring against Jake Paul. Yes. Yes. Uh, right now, it's a split decision. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, the uh, guy's fought nobody. I could give you a pair of brass knucks if you want. I got heart. I'll give you the pair of brass knucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's fought nobody. Plus, you know? he's a C-level celebrity. Yeah. Would you really want to deal with a C-level celebrity? Hey, a win's a win. A win is a win. I guess you're right. <laughs> and you can follow us on Twitter as well, the JC Bill Sportcast. Just type that in. You'll find us. And uh, follow us there as well. Yep. We will be there. Yep. So next time around, the World Series will be over. Um, the other three sports will be going on and the weather will be getting a little bit cooler on both borders. 
the trade the trade deadline will be done for the for the NFL. Mm-hmm. And we'll see where teams stand, who's got a playoff shot, who doesn't, who might make a run, and who's a pretender and not a con- contender. Exactly. <laughs> Cardinals. <laughs> well. Well, on, on that note, uh, thank you all. Oh, actually, real quick, I do want to plug uh, the DK and Bill Wrestling Podcast. We are yes. now going onto audio, and we have a two-parter up on Hulk Hogan. Um, I'm trying to work on getting it to the you know the major uh, podcasting feeds. It's going to take me a little while, but I can post the link to where our homepage is, so you guys can listen to those episodes there. And it's a great episode. I listened to them. It was a lot of fun talking about Hulk Hogan. It really was. Oh, yeah. My That's favorite wrestler. A lot of memories. Yeah. yeah. Well, everybody, have a good, safe weekend. And those that celebrate Halloween, because there are those that don't celebrate it, we want to wish all of you a very safe and happy Halloween. And for those that don't celebrate Halloween, have a fun weekend. And come back for another episode of the JC and Bill Sportscast. You guys have a good one. Have a good one. Arm barn. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring that up. Bring that up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs>